Hi ladies, it's Mary Jean again with Restoration of Women's Virtues. I've got something I want to show you today and it has to do with when our part is missing. You know, sometimes you don't feel like you're uh, very important or, or uh, needful to the situation, but when the feminine side of the Godhead is missing, it can get really dark. And so I wanted to show you that. It's in, it's in 2 Kings chapter 14, verse 26. You might want to get your Bibles because we'll be looking at some scriptures. So um, by the way, I wanted to tell you too that anything that we talk about here, it's all based on the, the Word of God. It's on the Bible. And that's where I'm coming from. I'm coming from a kingdom perspective of what God intended the male and female to be, a kingdom perspective of his ways. You know, I was reminded the other day that, um, uh, that, that the Israelites, the, the Hebrew children knew God's acts, but Moses knew his ways. And you know, it's one thing to know that God heals and that God wants to provide and, and that God has all this for us and does all these things for us, but he really wants us to know his heart. He wants us to know his ways. And so that's what we're looking at what is it that he would like to see from me? And I was born as the feminine part of the Godhead being born a female. The men are born as the masculine part of the Godhead being born a male. And there's certain aspects of God that we portray. It's in our DNA actually as male and female. And uh, that's what we're looking at is what is our part as female. But when the female part or when, if you want to say in the beginning when he, um, said it's not good for man to be alone, I will make a help meet for him. And we will investigate that scripture more in depth later. But when, when, when we say that, we wanna know that the, the help meet, we need to know that God also fulfills that part. The helper role also is, is who God is. In fact, the word helper in Genesis 2:18, when he said, I will make for him a helper, that word is only used through the rest of the Old Testament as God himself. It's either for the help of the, the woman came forth to be a help meet for the man and God himself. And we'll look at some scriptures there later. But in 2 Kings chapter 14, it says this, For the God saw the affliction of Israel, that it was very bitter, for there was not any shut up, nor any left, nor any helper for Israel. I'm going to read that again. For the Lord saw the affliction of Israel, that it was very bitter, for there was not any shut up, nor any left, nor any helper for Israel. So <clears throat> I like to do word studies because I want to understand that scripture. I want to know what that means to me. You know, I can see it's there and has to do with the, the, the tribes in, in the Old Testament and Israel. But what does that mean to me today? And uh, so I started doing a little word study. I'm a, like an investigative reporter here. And I started doing a little word study. And when he saw the affliction of Israel, he saw the poverty, the misery, the trouble, and what they were busied with and oppressed with. That's what he saw when he saw their affliction. And then he said it was very bitter. That word can mean also rebellious or disobedient. So he saw the affliction, the poverty, the misery, and what they were busying themselves with. And he said it was very bitter. So there was rebellion and disobedience. And then it says, for there was not any shut up, 
nor any left, nor any helper in Israel. There was not any shut up, literally means no one who was willing to rein themselves in and restrain themselves. For there was not any left, meaning to loose or let loose or set free or restore. There was no helper for Israel. So that's describing the helpership, the help ministry, the helpership role, the help meet that God said is not my best that the man be alone. I will make a help meet for him. It's a part of who God is, this help meet. It's a part of who he is himself. And, and so stop and look at that. The Lord saw the poverty and misery and what they were busying themselves with in Israel. It would, there was rebellion and disobedience. There was no one who would restrain themselves and come up under someone else so that they might prosper. And that's really what the role of the help meet does. The, the, when he said that there's no help meet for, he was saying there's no one to succor, if you will. To, there's no one to surround or protect. There's no one to come up, run up under, run up under and furnish relief. There's no one to come up under and support in Israel. That's what the help, the help meet role is. And that's what we're called to. And the reason I wanted to share that scripture with you is to know that, yes, it can be difficult, especially in a day that we live in when disobedience is running rampant. Sin is running rampant. We live in a day of selfishness is running rampant. And now we're saying God is calling us as women to come back to the foot of the cross and bring the powerful influence that he has invested in us as the feminine part of who he is to the foot of the cross and serve the kingdom with it. That's what he's asking us to do. Will it be easy? No, it's not easy. Why? Because you have to give up of yourself. It's like birthing babies. That's not easy either, but it's, there's a lot of reward to it. And so whatever, I know sometimes you feel like um, maybe you've been abused by the male. Maybe you've been abused in, in your life and the thought of it. I remember when I was in England years back, there was a lady in the congregation and she had suffered quite a bit of, re of abuse and she did not want to hear what I had to say about this. So uh, these are the things that Satan has um, caused in our lives and it's to steal. He wants to steal the life of God from us and we have to be smart enough not to let him do that. So I really think, in fact, I'm remembering a another lady that came up to me when I was over there in England that told me that she had, her life had been stolen. She'd gotten caught up in wrong relationships. And uh, in fact, she was a lesbian and she had been that way all of her life. And she, she had never appreciated her feminine womanhood until she heard the message. And when she started hearing what God really intended us to be, it made her want to be what God intended her to be. And she was sad that she had lost some years, but she was really glad to hear how important she was in the kingdom of God. Amen. So I encourage you to just take these scriptures when we discuss them and think about them. And we're going to look now in Genesis chapter two, where it talks about how the Lord God said, it's not good that the man should be alone. And he's, um, I will make him and help meet for him. 
You know, it's interesting that the word for is so powerful and it's not, it's not even listed in the literal translations there. But if you dig deep enough, you can find it. And it's a powerful word. And it literally, in the theological word book of the Old Testament, it means to the front of. I, it's not my best, God said. It's not good or it's not my best. It's not the best I can do that the man should be alone, should be a straggler, should be separated out. Somehow, Adam, the male, was getting separated out from the tree of life. He said, I will make an help meet. So he made an help meet to stand boldly out opposite, to manifest and make clear or evident, to reveal or expose. That's what this help meet's supposed to do, to stand boldly out opposite and reveal. When we've talked in the past about how the male is moved by what he sees, females moved by what she hears. I often say, you know, the, the, the woman will let a man whisper, just whisper those sweet nothings in my ear. I know you're lying, but I don't care. I like to hear those sweet nothings. She's moved by what she hears. He's moved by what she, he sees. So God is wanting us as women to make sure they see the holiness of God and the righteousness of God through us because we are a picture for them. And so um, it, it's important that we keep our picture pure. Amen. And that's why it is so important. And that's why things are so out of order today is that the picture that we are pro that we are projecting in the world system. I'm not talking about um, you necessarily because you're listening to the message, but the women of the world are um, projecting an, an unclean picture. And so God's calling us to come back. It is a sacrifice, ladies. Anytime you serve the Lord and you, uh, uh, what, what did Jesus say? Pick up your cross and follow me. Yes, there are some sacrificial moments. I won't lie to you. There are sacrificial moments, but we are called to make clear or evident the holiness of God. And we are to place a matter high, conspicuous before a person. Usually the matter was previously unknown or unknowable. I believe, you know, there's mysteries and the, the woman is told in 1 Peter 3 that she's, her beauty is to be the hidden man of the heart and a gentle and quiet spirit. That always bothered me, a quiet spirit. I thought it meant you're not supposed to talk at all. And that would have bothered me greatly. But uh, it wasn't just you're not supposed to talk. A gentle and quiet spirit means you're to be steady and steadfast and sedentary, if you will. You know, when we bounce around and go from here and go over there and get all caught up in this and then act kind of get frilly like that, uh, it, a man kind of like, what, what? When you're steady and kind of doing business with God, doing the God kind of business, they pay attention to that. They see that. They don't see our foolishness, but they do see, or they don't respond, let's say, to our foolishness, but they do respond when we're serious about our relationship with God. They may not come right away, but they will eventually come. When they see, when they see you and you're doing business with God and the business is producing, they will see that and they will uh, honor that. So to think that it, this word for four in Genesis chapter two, verse 18, I will make... Uh, help me for him. That word is translated declare and tell. Declare 62 times in the Old Testament and tell 189 times in the Old Testament. So to say that women are to keep silent in the church, I think that was misinterpreted. And uh, we can look at that later too, because there are scriptures that are misinterpreted. 
So um, actually, let me share one scripture with you right now that is misinterpreted. And it is where um, in 1 Timothy, and we'll close off with this, in 1 Timothy 2, chapter, verses 13 through 15, it says, For Adam was first formed, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in transgression. Notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith and charity and holiness with sobriety. Well, that kind of sounds like if you don't have babies, you can't be saved. Well, you know, that's not true. You know, that's not what God's saying. So here's some more investigative reporting. So you investigate. So it says, notwithstanding, she shall be safe in her maternal duties. Now, part of the maternal duties will be childbearing or having a child, but it doesn't limit that. Whether you're single and never have children, you still have maternal duties, the, the maternal instincts of God. You still have the feminine image of the Godhead in you, and you still have a lot to, to live out in, just in that right there. So remember that we are safe the safest place to be is to fulfill your destiny of the maternal duties of God, fulfilling your maternal duties, which is fulfilling your image of who God is as a female. Amen. I believe he's restoring us, restoring us in these areas. In the fullness of time, Jesus was brought forth by a woman. Does that mean the men don't count? Absolutely not. We work together. We're just talking about our part right now. So come back next week and we'll look at some more scriptures. Amen. Bye.